I planned to go to law school after I graduated, but uh, looks like my folks won't have enough money to put me through college. Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Entrepreneurship, scaling business plans. Then I became the CEO man. Are you ready to be mentored by some of the best minds in entrepreneurship in the world? Then you're listening to the right podcast, Ditch Digger CEO. We're going to be interviewing CEOs and founders who will be telling their amazing, rags to riches stories. These entrepreneurs who dominate the industries they serve will be sharing the secrets to their success. We'll be talking to millionaires and billionaires. Many who started with nothing. You're going to be mentored with golden nuggets of shared experiences from my guest, whose time is worth thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars per hour. I started in the paving business right out of high school. And with no college education, mentorship has been my education of choice. I started over 25 companies in the last 20 years, have generated over $1.5 billion in revenues. My guarantee is this. If you listen to Ditch Digger CEO and you want to be more successful, you will become more successful. The secrets of my success and for many of the world's greatest business leaders will be revealed. Let Ditch Digger CEO mentor you. Okay, today, welcome to uh, Ditch Digger CEO. And uh, the, the object, objective is to get great entrepreneurs, great business leaders and CEOs on our show to talk about you know, where they came from, where they came from, where they're at, where they're going. Um, and we are going to inspire young people all over this country and beyond to think differently and to, and understand they can do it as well. And today, today we've got a guest on our show, Chris. Uh, we've got Chris Broadhead here with me today. Um, hey, hey. And uh, we, we, we've got a guest on our show today that's uh, near and dear to my heart. And I've, I've been blessed to start 25 companies over the last 18, 20 years. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I've partnered with many people in, in starting businesses and, uh, and growing businesses. And, you know, many of these businesses haven't worked out. We sold them and, and uh, some we, we just ended. And when they didn't work out so well, we've, we've got our businesses today. They're cranking, doing great. We're getting better and better at uh, starting and, and running businesses. And this, this gentleman I have on the line today is one of the best of the best I've ever been around. Uh, him and I are partners in a business that he he started before coming on board at the Rabine Group, and then has since uh, really really cranked uh, the growth of this business. Uh, done some amazing things. And Nick Matthew, Nick Matthew, hey. welcome to Ditch Digger CEO today, buddy. And uh, appreciate that. We're gonna appreciate we're gonna ask you. Work. We're gonna drill you with a lot of questions, buddy, and ask and and get you to get you to tell your story. And uh, one I know pretty well, but uh, tell you what, the world needs to hear your story. So, Nick, uh, introduce yourself there, buddy, and uh, we're going to start peppering you with questions. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, Nick Matthew coming to you from a little town west of Decatur, Texas, about 90 miles west of DFW. And uh, just blessed to, to have met Gary and jumped on board with, with him and some of the great teammates that he has. And, um I tell you, you know, the opportunity is there for uh, was there for me, and uh, it just took a lot of giddy up to get there. Um, started the company in 2006. Uh, at that point, uh, didn't have uh, any kids. 
and uh, just had a lot of time. So uh, since then, it still seemed to find the time, but with four kids, uh, you know, it, it's a balancing act. So I think any entrepreneur will tell you that. Um, hey, Nick, but, uh, uh, 2000- Nick talk, about, talk about now, you, when you started this business, you, you had a full-time job. And, and, and that's, I think many, many people start business this way, and, and a lot of people don't understand you can do it. You can start a business while you're in a business working a job, and you're, yours is a great one. Can, can you tell us about about your, your, you know, how you how you thought about this business and how you how you came up with it and how you're working in a job and everything else. Spot on. So so I I was uh, working as an engineer designing subdivisions because back in 2004 2005 there was a subdivision going in on every corner and uh, so it was great. I mean business was great and um, so designing subdivisions and designing sewer pipes and roads and ponds and. Um, put a set of plans together and turned it into the engineer. And they said, Hey, it looks great, but you need to televise these pipelines. And I said, well, that's no problem. I'll put that note in there, but what does it mean? And they came back and said, well, you basically send a camera mounted on a robot through the pipelines. And I said, wow, that sounds neat. That's something I want to see. So went ahead and uh, watched them do it and said, boy, that that's something fun. So, I tapped my boss at the time on the shoulder and said, hey, we've got to provide this. We're engineers. We should have this technology. We should be able to provide this to our clients. And at that point, you know, his plate was full and the revenue was where he wanted it to be. So he wasn't looking to venture out. But it was a perfect opportunity for, for, for me to get something started. So, um, of course, you know, the equipment back then was, was uh, as expensive as ever. So I decided, hey. Uh, I'm going to do this on the side. I'm going to do this at night uh, because the pipes are dark to begin with. They don't care if it's, uh, you know, daytime or nighttime. So um, we'd go to work at night and get off one job and, and get out in the field in my 91 Ford Explorer uh, with the hatch up in the back. And the camera we used, we built, and it was an army tank, a kid's army tank with a remote control <laughs> with the surveillance camera on the turret. And running back to Cat Five Cable to that '91 Ford Explorer, and uh, and we, we ran miles of pipe, miles of pipe with that system. And at the end of the day, it was a toy tank, right? It's expensive. So, toy pic- tank. so picture that, huh, Chris? A, a toy tank, expensive toy <laughs> remote control tank that he that he basically built the camera system to attach to it, and uh, he was in business. That's that's all. That's that's amazing. Uh, Amazing story, and, I, and I've heard it, heard it before, and I just can't get over. You know, think about a, a young guy that says, "No, I could do this. I can't afford that camera system, that tank, that that uh, that robot, right? But I can. I think I can build something like it." So that that that's that's cool, Nick. Uh, give us a little more visual of that, and, and continue on. Sorry. Sure. Sure. Well, well, and what, what's neat now is is it's progressed. You know, so so you know, still fast forward to two thousand eight. Uh, didn't have the finances to go and buy a $200,000, $300,000 piece of equipment. So uh, went ahead and built the next one, welded up a roll cage, but had you know mounted a better camera on it, uh, learned a little bit more about electrical engineering with, with relays and power loss over cables and different things. And, and boy, talk about labor intensive. You know, if we had to do that with our labor force now, you know, we, we wouldn't be in business, right? But, but back then, I, I was the labor force and I I was blessed enough to have a grandfather that wouldn't mind those cold winter days with that snow blowing sideways. And there he was holding the cable. Um, So, you know, a lot of really neat things lined up in the beginning there. A lot of grit, but a lot of push. I mean, you're talking cold days, you know, five degrees standing out there, 
because you don't have a TV truck. So you're standing out in the snow. Um, you've got sewers that are icing over. Uh, so, but, but you fast forward to that and you see where our teams are at now with big trucks, diamond plate floors, 7,000 watt owning generators. And there's just a sense of pride when you jump up on that truck and you say, man, you know, nice job on keeping this clean. You know, nice job on your having your equipment where it needs to be. Because I tell them that story. Could you imagine running this out of a 91 Ford Explorer? And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, okay, so, so don't go too be- far. Don't go too far ahead. I want, I want to talk about the story of, you know, I, I, we, we were looking for somebody, you know, an engineer that could be a pavement-specific, stormwater-specific engineer to be on our team. We're, we, we're starting this national business about the same time. And I was I was fortunate enough to do a, a skiing trip with you, Nick, out in Utah. knew you a little bit knew you a little bit from the area, McHenry County, Illinois area, but did a ski trip with you and a bunch of other friends. And and at that point, man, I just uh, fell in love with Nick Matthew and the and the passion and the and the, and the work ethic and everything that you had. But but it wasn't long after that that you know the 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 market, the engineering, uh, you know, subdivisions and engineering work for subdivisions had. Really, really took a dive in, in Illinois, Northern Illinois, 2008-9, and and uh, and I and, and we we were looking. Our, our we were growing as fast as ever, and our businesses, fortunately, across the country. And one of the businesses was Raybine America, and Raybine Paving America at the time, and uh, we needed a leader there. And so we recruited you, came after you, um, and uh, you know it was it was awesome to, to know that you were interested in the job, and and you came on board. You know you were, you were ready to come on board. But I'll never forget the conversation. Said like, Gary. I, I, I appreciate this opportunity. I know it's going to be a good one. I know we're going to be a great fit. But just so you know, I do have this business I run on the side, and uh, you know we're we're doing pretty well. I'm making some some decent uh, decent profit on top of my salary, and I want to continue this thing going on. And and I, I don't know if you remember that conversation, Nick, but but I said, God, I was like, Nick, man, I I I love the fact that you're you're entrepreneurial and and, and everything, but. I want you to focus. I'm gonna. You're gonna be in a leadership position in our business. I really want you to focus on this business, Raybine Paving America. Um, and and uh, and I said, but if, if you tell me more about this business, and you did, and and soon after, I I made an offer to say, let's let's just partner in this thing. I'll buy, I'll buy you know half this business basically, and you uh, you run it and and grow it on the side while you're working here. Worse, heck, you're you're used to working on the side anyway, Nick. Grow this thing on the side within the Raybine Group with our, with our relationships, and let's see what you can do. And man, it it, uh, it it wasn't long before you were saying, Gary. Uh, what a year or two later, two years later, something like that. You're saying, Gary, I, I, this business is big enough now. I got to go run this thing. But uh, you know, just just to, to touch on on your side of that story, Nick. Yeah. So you know, again, like you had said, every every part of both businesses, Raybine Paving America and Pipe View America, were just growing, and they were growing at such a rapid rate that. I think a part of a good leader is to realize when you're the limiting factor, and I realized I was the limiting factor. So, um, and, and it's amazing that when you step away from something like that and you allow somebody else to step in and give it full time attention, it's amazing how it grows. So, in that case, we had to give Pipe View America some full attention, and that was in 2014. And I mean, you look at the revenue jump from 2014 to 2015, uh, you know, you know, 40% revenue jump. That was a big deal. But then even bigger was the following year, uh, you know, as it jumped up to 5 million, right? And, 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 you know, now it looks like, you know, moving here will be a 10 million. So, so just the incremental jumps. And, and, but in the beginning, that was due to giving it full-time leadership. 
now it's due to the fact that I've been able to step away and let great teammates come into the day to day. Nick, Nick that, you, you've 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 displayed this this thing we call mentorship through your career. I've seen it seen it when you didn't work in our organization, when you ran Rabine Pavey America, when you mentored the next leader in, when you mentored my actually my son Austin Rabine into leading that business and and, and filling your shoes behind you, which you know was was uh, nobody expected it could be done except you and, and Austin and and uh, did a great job there. He still oversees that business today and, and, and running another business on top of that. But again, you, you've been great at, at, at underst- understanding what mentorship looks like and, and a tr- what a true leader does. And in my opinion, it's, it's inspiring other people to do more than they could do without you, right? And, and I'm telling you, I, I see this in great leaders in, in business across the country. Um, you've been been one of the best examples I've ever seen of that. So go ahead and tell me what you how you do today. What what do you do today to to inspire these these teammates and these leaders on your team as you continue to grow this thing to do more than 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 they might ever do without you and your business? Sure. Well, I mean, it, it starts with getting the right teammates on board, and uh, when you have them, you you never you never mind sharing. You never mind taking a circumstance and pulling them in and and letting them grow from it. Um, you know, so like with Austin, with pipe, with, with, uh, Rayvine Paving America, you know, he, he, humble, uh, you know, you know, energy driven guy that, that wanted to do better all the time, but, but that's the kind of person you want to teach. That's the kind of person you want to mentor. So it comes really easy, uh, to be able to, to do it. Now I, I say that, but yeah, there's a lot of times where you just want to get something done. And, um, I've seen other people that, that feel like, there's a pie and if they give some of their knowledge away, that's less than they have. But we found out it's, it's exactly the opposite. You, you've got to have a full mind on this and you've got to realize that when you share, you've just combined your overall capacity and, and you can get worldly here, the overall capacity of the world, or you can keep it at a company level, which is what we do. Um, you know, when we have teammates that we bring on, it's our goal for them to come on as technicians, learn that position and look up at their lead of their truck and someday aspire to be the lead of the truck. And that lead of the truck knows that that's a good thing for them to learn, right? Similarly, so our leaders and our teammates in the field have this mindset because they know, they've seen the growth, and they know that that growth is only possible through great teammates. And Nick, that's, those are great points. Because we've, you know, we've got, you, you've got union, uh, union labor, non-union labor in different parts of the country. Um, you, know, you 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 pay higher than the market usually, and that's all good. But what? How, how do you do? How, you know, th- this this possession of a job is common. Where somebody says, "Gosh, as good as they might be, it's hard to train that person next to them to think that they might take their job someday." Mm, how how sure. do you how do you look at that, and how do you inspire these 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 le- these, tr- these crew leaders, these man, these, yep. these supervisors to think as you just said? And 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 uh, I, I find that it's difficult, and and we we're always. Uh, challenge to do that in a good way, but tell, tell us how you do that. I, I think the key is that if you're in a, you're in a company, if, if you're in a company that's constantly growing and you can show them through history that nobody's, nobody's taken anybody else's job. We just create, we're creating new jobs and in your job is, is solidified. If you're great at what you do and, and you meet our six core values, you've got your job forever. Okay. The key is part of your job is, is, is training new, new men and women. So, so to answer your question, you show them through what you've accomplished and what you've done. Not one time has anybody lost their job because somebody else stepped up and did it better. 
you continually create new opportunities for that team. And, be, and because of their, because of their contributions and mentorship, we're able to grow. Um, does that, does that kind of make sense or? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, I wonder if you can talk about your core values and share those with us. Yeah. So we've got six core values. It, 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 it was five. We added an additional one for safety um, just because we realized that safety is so important. Um, the, the key for us is when we bring on new teammates, you've got, you've got core values that they must have. And so when we sit down and we have that first interview, you have to meet those core values. Um, once you've done that, then we see if you fit on the team as far as your, your personality. Um, because after core values, think about it. You spend more time with those teammates than you do your spouse or, or anybody else in your family. So they got to fit into your core values. And then they got to be able to, to personally work with everybody else on your team. Um, what, what are those other five so, core values after safety, bud? Okay. So, so you think about it, drive accountability. Uh, drive accountability is huge. I mean, if you can't, if you're not accountable for your day's work, if you're not accountable for your actions, you're not accountable for your equipment. Who are you accountable to? So, so drive accountability. Um, my personal favorite perform with passion. You have to perform with passion. If you're not passionate about what you do, we're not saying you need to get away, but you need to find some other part in our business that you are passionate about, and and that's part of our job as well. Um, so that uh, deliver exceptional experiences. Another awesome one because that breaks down into everything. That breaks down to integrity. That breaks down to what you're delivering to your client. Is it meeting their expectations? Is it better than that? Um, and, and then you've got respect everyone. Respect everyone's big, okay? Because think about what we got going on today. Everyone's got a million things going on in their world. They see things a different way. You got to understand that. You got to respect that people are coming at a problem from a different way. So think about it. Take a step back, put yourself in their shoes. Don't fire that email off a certain way. Don't lash back at that teammate. Um, just put yourself in their shoes. Respect everyone. Uh, and then practice continuous improvement. Okay? Big one. Uh, that should go from everyone at every level of the business. You're always looking to be better, do better for the person or the client next to you. Great. Great. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and when you, when you can align, you know, Align your teammates to, to uh, on those principles, on those core values. It life becomes a lot easier, doesn't it? It, it certainly does, and you've got a backbone to keep going to. You know, if something, some challenge comes up, you can say, "Hey, you know, how how does that meet our our deliverable of, of uh, performing the passion? How how does how does that fit in with our core value of delivering exceptional experience? It does. So it's like everything else. If you have these SOPs, you have these core values, it's easy to rally behind them. It's, it's when you don't stand for, for anything, then you're going to fall for anything, right? So um, for us, a third of our team is military. That's been a blessing in about 10 or 12 different ways. But one of which is that they love SOPs. And those teammates love having core values. because stand, that, that So sta home SOP, every, Standard Operating Procedures, right, Nick? 10-4. Now, does that does that mean you're rigid on these things, and how do you vary from those if you have to? Or you know, if there's somebody's got a better idea, you know, hey, this is a standard operating procedure. We is it is it like we can't vary from these, or tell us about that. Yeah, well, we don't we don't carve them into stone tablets, that's for sure. So, you know, the the idea is that if you've got a better idea, 
you know, respectfully bring it up to, to your team lead and, and they'll bring it up through the ranks. And if it makes sense, that, that's how we got to where we are. We didn't get here because Nick Matthew had all the solutions. We didn't get here because Gary Rabine or Jimmy Miller or Tony Barger had all the solutions. We got here because we bring teammates from different walks of life, different experience, and they're coming up with ideas every day. And who wins? A client wins. So we write our SOPs on PDF, easily editable. We can we can change when it makes sense and meets our core values, and, and it drives some better efficiency. Cool. No, and, and Nick, I, I tell you something that that I've seen in you that I see in 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 great in, in most great leaders is is visionary. You know, you you're you, you're organized. You're you got the engineering mind, but the vision you have is incredible. And and when I you know over over the years as I as we've talked and and we've looked at where we're going in the future, I've always said you know great great the uh, great ability to to vision envision the future. And and then and then somehow get your teammates to to understand buy into that future and envision their future as well from that. Um, can you can you give me some examples of how the heck you do that and and how it comes about? Sure. Well, I tell you, one of the biggest you know challenges and the biggest opportunities to to lead lead men to greatness was was coming out of uh, the Midwest with a new division, right? So. Um, you know, we, we had the opportunity to come into Texas, Colorado, um, and, you know, a, a little bit into, um, yeah, mostly Texas, Colorado. But the idea is we were able to bring men and women with us, but it all started out with me and one teammate that came out here. And I had to make the sale. This is going to be something awesome. It's but hey, hey wait, let me, let me stop you right there, though, buddy. Your vision was someday – to live on a ranch, you you and Chrissy, your vision was to yeah. raise your family on a ranch in Texas someday. someday and uh, I'll never forget yeah. that. And I was like, come on, Nick. And, and, and Texas, come, you're in Illinois. We're going to build this thing in Illinois, right? And it, I know. And it I was, know. It was a, a few years later or, or less that you came to me and said, all right, all right, Gary, we're ready, man. I got it. I, I, I landed the contract in, in near Dallas. Uh, for the energy company down there, and and Christy and I are ready to move down there. We've got we've got our eye on a couple ranches, and and again, this is not common, Nick. I mean, people just don't have that vision years before, and then all of a sudden they they not only they build a business to to enable them to do it, but then also go after the business in the marketplace to be able to do it. Yeah. Right? Most people would be, gosh, it's convenient to grow around the Midwest because that's what you know best. But you, you son of a gun, you went down there and and, and built a relationship with a major utility company and sold them on why. Pipeview America was the best uh, best contract they can hire in that space, and they and they did, and you're there, and and that's not uncommon. That's not common in my eyes, right? Well, well, Gary, we, we knew that for the company, the best thing we can do for the company and the teammates were, were to create a stable work year, right? And we both know, everybody in the room there knows that in the Midwest, typically for our type of work, you're shutting down January. February, March, and, and so that instability doesn't allow you to have the best teammates possible. So, or if you do, it puts a strain on those teammates. And then, how long can they handle that strain? So, you're right. Texas was a great personal goal and a great company goal. So, we pushed, we looked. I saw a lot of proposals coming across my desk for Texas, and, and that's having a great partner in Christy. She, she just kept pushing, 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 and she she. She found this opportunity. We followed up with it in a few trade shows. We, we hit it hard. And what a blessing, you know, our, our clients out here in the, the Texas, 
uh, Kansas, Colorado, Missouri area have been. Um, and it's just a blessing for our teammates as well because they can come out. They can come out out of the Midwest when that snow's rolling and it's, it's five below, and they can work. They can work and they can get to 45, 50 hours in. And because there's only so many snowmobile trips you can take over the winter season. <laughs> and uh, we give them an alternative to that. And meanwhile, we keep the cash registers rolling, keep the capital coming in. And uh, how many states, you know, uh, how many states are, are we serving our customers in nowadays, Nick? Yeah, right now we're looking at six states that we're consistently performing in. Um, I, I could see that growing through the Midwest belt, even maybe even into the Northeast. Uh, but right now we can adequately and exceed the, the projects that we have um, and the requirements that these clients are, are giving us uh, in those six states. So, so, uh, so Nick, uh, in, I mean, to put, to put this in perspective, you and I, I think you came to work on our team in what, 2008 or nine? What was it? Uh, it was at the, at the very end of 2009. Okay. So end of 2009. And, and at that time we were performing in, in, uh, it was a side business kind of out of, out of your normal job and kind of performing in yeah. Northern Illinois, like McHenry County, Lake County, Illinois. Um, you expanded across, across all Northern Illinois and then Illinois. And now you're in six states. How crazy is that? Less than less than ten years later, um, heck, uh, less than nine years later, you're performing in six states and and growing, you know, growing at amazing rate. Uh, but the cool thing is not not just growing, right? You're you're these you're creating opportunity. I'm seeing opportunity with your teammates, your leaders that uh, that, that 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 just always always uh, excites me, right? When I'm seeing these, these team leaders with team leaders with uh, exciting to me too. Great opportunity, really, yeah. making making great income with opportunities to make a, a lot more in income to feed their families and 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 be able to send their kids to great schools and all the things you, that, that this business provides is uh, is just a blessing to 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 you to them to. To, to society. I mean, what what other things besides besides the normal uh, great things that, that that come of this growth growth in business of you know great jobs and people people raising great families, our our team lead, team members leading you know raising great families. What other blessings do you see are coming and uh, from this business that kind of out uh, outside the the normal stuff that you can that you can really have fun watching? Sure. Well, I mean, one of the biggest things is you think about what we're doing. You know, we're we're locating these these very uh, what can be a very bad situation, right? When when one utility is bored into a second utility like a sewer, that's a that's a that can become a very bad situation very quickly. Uh, whether it's electric, whether it's you know uh, natural gas, whatever it might be. So so if we're finding these intersections of these these you know these cross bores. I mean, so, so across, across board, so across board being a ga a gas line that let's say goes across a sewer, you know, goes or, is, electric, is yeah. or electric trenched across a sewer line or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So you got one utility that was bored through a second utility, mm -hmm. and unintentionally, obviously. So, and and it has the potential for very bad things to happen. So you think about it as a social impact. We're saving lives, and I tell that to our teammates. Every time we find a cross bore, no matter what type of cross bore, uh, one utility going into the other, no matter what type it is, I was telling them you just had the potential of saving lives there. And uh, and it's exciting when you see people get that, and when you see people do do better at their job because they're no, they're doing something more than just running through a, um, an assembly line 
They're not just repeating the same task endlessly. This task has meaning. It has value. And to watch some of our guys and girls come at these things through a different way, find new opportunities to do it better, uh, it, it's, it's awesome. So cool. I think that's it too. So you've got 30 families that are, that are, that are bettering their, their lives that are constantly reaching out to their friends and, and telling them about opportunities on our team. And so, so we're constantly growing. And meanwhile, you think about all these families that we're touching and, and, you know, that's the most humbling thing for me is, is I try to sit down for breakfast with these teams, you know, twice a month, you know, whether it's up North or down South. And it's just so humbling to see that breakfast table growing and growing. And it, it's so neat to see those families when I hear, Hey, we're, we're getting into a new house, right? We're, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to move into a new house. Right. And, and maybe they would have done that without this job, but that's the best part for me to see them, you know, bettering their lives and the lives of their kids. And, uh, you know, maybe they're being, they're being more active in certain uh, military outreaches or, certain things that they're giving their time to because we've asked them to that maybe they wouldn't have. Um, well, your, your, so, your team has been awesome getting involved in the Ray Bank Group Foundation and the, and the things that we support, the, the mil, you know, military causes and veteran causes and homeless causes and the things that we support, the sustainable causes you know, that we as, a, as leaders believe in. But one, one example that I, that, that I watched was a, was a blast. When you have a great organization that builds the business to be able to duplicate great things, right? And that's something that this business has done a, done an amazing job of, like just just like McDonald's did, and originally, and many other franchises have done. They've created the opportunity to be able to train people with with no knowledge of the industry or the business, train them to be great at what they do, and then continue to train to be better as as they as they grow in the business and that in that job. And and Nick, this business has been one that that has done an amazing job. You've done an amazing job, and your teammate Tony and your leaders have done an amazing job in duplicating great great people. Once you find the core values that, that match, once you find the culture matches, the the, the duplication of, of great jobs has been a, very evident. And one I, I look back at is um, Goldie's Place is an organization, the Rabine Group, and Pipe View has been involved in. My, uh, Janelle has been on the board there and done a great job. And, and Goldie's Place is a homeless they they they, just, they find homeless people jobs, but they before they do that, they basically mentor them into into. Um, in, the, in the interview process, they they we have dent, dentists that redo their teeth if they want. Um, they 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 there's suits and, and great clothing that they can get at no cost, and then they mentor them in the jobs. Well, one example of that was was uh, when uh, Greg, a, 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 a middle-aged uh, uh, man out of out of the out of the city of Chicago, was homeless, and Greg uh, uh, applied for a job um, through Goldie's Place to pipe you. And and you guys hired him, and and you hired him first as a labor, as actually labor. I think he was around the shop working and, and cleaning stuff like that. Soon you guys found his dedication and timeliness to be on time, um, and his organization skills brought him into the business. Now Greg was probably 50 years old at the time, uh, lost his fa his family, left him, and and stuff. Bottom line though is within within a year you guys identified this guy had a lot of a lot of ability to to, to do much more, and and you trained him to be in your, on a crew for pipe pipe view. And Greg then became a tech guy on Pipeview, and and get, Greg, uh, Greg became a leader. Share, I mean, go go ahead and finish that story. But it was amazing to see the 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 uh, uh, the, the, the pride in this guy, the the dignity dignity to this job that he that he had, and how much he loved it, and how well he served our customers, and became a a, a very a high end guy, making a, a lot of money. 
Um, I know that he went back to his it went his family came back to him. He, he ended up getting an apartment and buying a buying a place downtown. Uh, go ahead and tell me a little bit about that. I, I went too far probably with it, Nick, but tell me your side of no, that thing. But it's amazing. No. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, Greg's a perfect example of you know, to be honest, he's an example of a couple of things. Um, you know, he's an example of the will to 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 get better and, and to do better. And and if you can catch a, a person at the right time, maybe a pivotal time in their life like that, like with Greg, I mean, he 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 could have went a different direction, but he had some internal grit to him. And he decided that that he was going to do better, and we were just blessed to be there to give him an opportunity. Because if not us, then I, I really think with Greg, it would have been somebody else that would have took that opportunity. Uh, but but we were just blessed to, to take that opportunity, and uh, and we got we got a couple great years worth of uh, you know work out of Greg, and, and he took took good pride in his work, and. Um, you know, and then, then he moved on to a different position. But, yeah, but while he was with our it's hard to tell. That's part of the story. But but Greg was recruited by a competitor. We have a com- competitor in the marketplace that I know was trying to duplicate what you were doing, and was and was going after your your help your 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 teammates. And Greg was uh, targeted, and and they got him. They paid him paid him a chunk more money. And Greg Greg went went to that company. I think he's doing great. And from what I'm hearing, he's doing great today still. But just a, just a, it was just fun to watch the development of Greg. From from being homeless to, to having a great job, getting his family back and everything else, and uh, you know, when, and, when when things like that can happen, it, it's Gary. awesome, you know. You know, and that's it. I mean, when you hire the right teammates from the beginning, and you let them know, hey, like what we do is is we'll we'll have them come shadow for a day, we'll have them come shadow for a day and see what we do, and then that way, after you know they have your core values, they come out and shadow and see what what you're all about. And then that allows them to say, you know what, I really like this. I really like these people, these, these possible teammates. Uh, I like what we're doing, and I, I'm in. I'm all in. Meanwhile, it gives you the chance and your team the chance to feel them out and make sure that they're a good fit. They're still a good fit. I, I met with you. You meet our core values. After I've seen you interact with the team, you're great. So th- cool. that allows people like Greg to be to be sought after. You, you can you can spend your time like that, bring on great teammates, and uh, – and then, you know, really just mentor them from there. We would rather bring somebody that works at a car wash, somebody that works at a restaurant. Uh, I mean, these are all examples. And, and we'd rather bring them in and, and, and show them what makes us us and make them part of the team than to grab somebody even with more experience that maybe doesn't have those core values. So that's been key to growth. And I'd say anyone that's starting a business, you really want to take a look at the team you surround yourself with and and just take that time to bring the right teammates on sure. and, and spend that time. And, and Nick, Nick, the, the, the cool thing I think about this business and a lot of these dirty businesses, I call them dirty business. When you're in trenches, you're in the wet, you're out in the cold weather, the rain, the snow, um, and, and you're doing, you're getting dirty. You're going to, you're going to cut yourself here and there. You're going to, you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to be around some, some rough characters sometimes. Right. But these jobs, the cool thing about these jobs is these, these are our teammates and, and, in the, in our industries that we serve, um, that, that, that we're in, right? They they allow great great pay for people more than more than a lot of a the in, you know engineers that we hire out of college can make, and and uh, it's, it's amazing that what work ethic can can bring when it comes to you know a great living, and and so it's fun to watch in these businesses where you know you, you take somebody that just got work ethic and and the right values, and and they can they can do some amazing things to to raise their families with with educations and all the great things that that America has to offer, you know. 
and, and that's that's important too. You know, I'm glad you bring up a little bit about compensation. You know, I mean, we really take a win-win approach. You know, we're consistently paying higher than the market value in, in all our markets, but that's because we attract the best talent. And w when there's an opportunity to do something for your teammates, uh, we we had a teammate whose 10 year anniversary um, was was while he was out of town. It was going to be while he was out of town, and he, he says, boy, Nick, I, I really, you know, it's a big deal. You know, I, I can't miss this. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, instead of sending you back home, why don't you have your wife fly out? And why don't you spend some time together, you know, in this in this great area of the country that, that she's never been to? And what a cool thing for you to be able to bring this opportunity to her, you know, for, for an awesome experience. So they did that. And, and realistically, what did it cost the company? We were going to pay for a plane ticket anyway. Yeah. It didn't cost the company anything, but we created an awesome experience for that for that teammate. We created a chance for him to become a hero in front of his wife. That that's the kind of win win you've got to look for every time. Yeah, you definitely got to know know your teammates and and know, know their passion outside of business and and how you can how you can be there to, to 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 do great things for them on the side if you can, right? To keep their interest. If, you know, our, our our teammates will spend their lives, most of their lives, in, in our businesses. And less time in front of their family. So if we don't, if we don't uh, respect what's going on at their in, in their home life, and we don't, we don't uh, embrace that as well, then uh, we're going to have problems finding great people. So I, I think that those are great points. But tell me, tell me, Nick, about uh, you know when when, it, when it's when you're as you're building this business, and and you're uh, you're 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 you've got the the vi this vision five years out, ten years out, and you know where you're going in the future. What are you doing to, to, to share that vision with your teammates and, and how are they embracing it personally? And, and you know, how, how, how are you showing the benefit to them? Yeah. So, I mean, the key is just constant communication. Um, you know, we not only have those breakfasts where we can talk about where we're going or who's going to be helping get it there. or Hey, this new teammates on, you know, who's got them, you know, not, not only at, at that level, but at bigger levels, whether it's uh, during our yearly summits. Right. Yearly summits, that's the time where you're tuning everybody up. You're getting everybody on board. Um, you're pulling out your, your, your big rocks, your big goals for, for this year, three years from now, five years from now. Um, but it's just constant planning. You know, it, it's, it's looking at yourself as a leader, as an oil can. Right. Your goal is, is to just put that oil where it needs to be, to be planning when you need to be planning and, and let the machine run. Let the machine run, you know. Grease what needs to be greased, but when you, when you get great leaders involved in the day-to-day -day operations, you just just stay out of their way and, and be there to, to help them. And that that's the way it was with Great Mind Paving America. Um, and that's the way it is with Pipe View. Um, so look so, at so I've never heard that one. Looking at yourself as an oil can, I, I, yeah, I like I like that, buddy. You're, you're <laughs> putting putting that yeah. putting that uh, lubricant where you need to to make it make it make it make them you know work better, right? Yep. I mean, and that's the goal. And, and then as you get, as you get better as a leader, you just don't have to oil as often and you can use better oil. I mean, it, it's, it's really, it's really that simple as a leader is you need to be looking for the areas that need your attention and, and let that machine run. Okay, let Nick, it run. So Nick, next, next thing I want to say is, you know, I, I'm, I'm always uh, proud to see your leadership in the industry. This is a very, very fragmented industry. I mean, it's a small industry that's growing because it, there's a need for this industry to grow. Um, but, but, you know, there's been articles on Nick and Pipeview America a couple of times in their national journal. 
Um, you know, there, there's uh, other other companies out there asking me how the heck Nick does it. How's he? How's he this com- competitive? He's he's he seems to be he's too cheap. Their costs are too cheap. But you know, we know that he's doing great. You know, making a profit. And uh, what what do you do to continually stay on top as a, as in the in the industry you're in to be the best of the best? And and I know I know you know you and I talk about this. You strive to be world class every day. What do you do, man? Who do you who do you talk to? What do you read? You know, tell me tell us about that. Yeah, I mean the best thing is 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 dialing in with your teammates uh, and going to the trade shows that actually matter. Uh, you know, we, we go to one every year in Indianapolis that that's basically the auto show of our industry. And we bring we bring twelve to fourteen of our teammates there. I don't I don't go myself. We, we bring our team with us, and we say, "Hey, take a look at a tool that's going to make your job better. That it's going to make it easier, safer, more efficient, better output, whatever it is." And I mean, how cool is that? When you can cast a net with fourteen people at, at the biggest show with all the vendors, <clears throat> we've we brought a ton of technology out of out of these shows. And you're giving people the buy-in on creating that next great year. So between that, um, you know, I guess applying things that we've learned in different parts of the country, uh, allowing your teammates to cross-train from different parts of the country. So now, whoa, wait a minute. I remember down in Texas, we did this sort of thing. You know what? I wonder if that would work here. So it's amazing when you hear those stories, you know, how'd you learn that? Well, uh, you know, I worked with Jimmy down in Texas, and he, he taught me that. I mean, that's neat, you know. So when you can provide that stability, that that growth, that think tank, um, you know, your teammates can do some pretty awesome things. Well, and and, and I think you know that what you're doing, Nick, and uh, we we try to do in, in these businesses, and I think it gets missed very often is is using the networking within your within your organization, right, in different parts of the country to constantly communicate with each other and not not silo these people off and these teams off but 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 bring them together on a consistent basis i mean is, you know that, that's what i see yeah in a camaraderie is awesome you know i mean we, we talk we talk about true morale um you know as a leader the number one thing as a leader is in the number one challenge isn't the scope of work we can handle any scope of work it's keeping your teammates passionate about where they are mm-hmm. and where they're going. I mean, that's the number one goal for us as leaders. Um, sure. That we have to lead our men and women to be passionate where they're at and where they're going. The scope of work we can handle. So, so there, there isn't a scope of work out there. So, so when you look at the future, five years out, ten years out, Pipeview America, as the industry grows, and because it is an industry that that's uh, uh, regulation is definitely. Um, pushing utility companies, underground companies, facilities companies to do more of this, more pipe televising. So there's data on what the heck is underground, the age of the infrastructure underground, are there cross bores? Are there are there is there danger ahead, right? There's nothing better than this than this 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 uh, product to to get out in front of all that. Um, understanding in your eyes the 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 amount of growth in this space, where do you see uh, yourself, your let's say your think of your three or four or five uh, leaders today, and where do you see yourself and them five years out, ten years out? Yeah, it, it, to be honest with you, it, it's at least double um, the structure we've got right now. Du- double, double, in, double in five years, double in ten years. And what are you thinking? I, I, I could see us doubling in size in five years. Sure. I mean, we're on that trajectory now. Um, we've got the infrastructure in place. 
Uh, we've got the mindset on our current Nick, leaders. Nick, I, th- th- I think you grew 40% from year to year the last two years. Uh, that, you know, that that's, you're, you're really, you're, you're going down to like, what would that be? 15, 16% if you're going to double in five years? Are you thinking of going and hanging on a beach or what's, what's happening? Yeah, gonna, I, I, well, you know, I'm sandbagging. sandbagging, you know, sandbagging a little. Because I, I think... I think the key is that we've grown a lot in the last recent years because we've put the time in, right? So we we built and and fortified, and I, I think that's how that's how that growth needs to work. I think you need to build then fortify, and I think we're in a fortify stage right now. We're, we're making sure we have the right structure, we've got the right teammates, we've got the right iron. We're supporting that, and then with that strong base, that fortification, we can go ahead and build another level. So I, I'd love to say, you know, that hockey stick is going to keep going. I, I would love to say that. But I really think there's going to be some fortification in the next five years to make sure not only are we growing, but we're sustaining those existing clients. We're able to come up with new ideas for them while we're servicing new areas of the country. Um, sure. And meanwhile, the, the biggest thing about growing in new parts of the country is being able to transplant great teammates. It, it's the best way to grow. Um, you're, you're basically transplanting the DNA that's made you good in another area, great in another area. You have to transplant that. You, you can't do that over the phone. You can't do that through. So tra- transplant transplanting the DNA of of Pipeview America, the, the culture of Pipeview America, and the systems, right? The, the whole the whole package, basically duplication or or Pipeview America in a box that that's transferred to other markets. Is that your thinking? Yeah. Yep, it's the only way. It's the only way when that opportunity comes that you can be sure that your your core values are met, and you know, let's be honest, your profitability is met. Everything is met to make that a win. Um, sure. And and I've seen it time and time again. People want to follow leaders that win, and we've been extremely blessed to have our leaders win, and they win a lot, and that brings the men and women behind them like nothing else. You know, uh, sure. you can look at some of the some of the people in the past that they may have not been the most most ethical. They may have not done the best thing, but for some reason they got people behind them. It's because they won, right? So uh, in our case, we're, we're blessed to have ethical, great leaders that win on top of that. So I mean, that, that that's a combination there where where uh, where I believe that type of growth can 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 be sustained. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, your your leaders, um, I know them well. I mean, they, they live your values, right? And, and and I think that's 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 key. We can we can have we can have core values on the wall, and and we've been there. Believe me, we've been there. We've, we have we've had core values. We came up with and said, yeah, these look like cool values. Our customers will love this stuff, right? And and we throw the core values up on the wall and our marketing stuff and all that. But you know what? We never really talked about them after that. We heck, I myself, the leader back then, didn't even you know memorize the doggone things half the time, right? So, so they weren't ever going to be core values that that were going to be driven through through our organization, and for unfortunately, and, and eventually, you know, fortunately, we realized that, and and you know, years some time ago, 10, 12 years ago, we realized, boy, we better start living these core values, and and we and we figured out how to do that, but it starts from the top. If if you don't have you know your leaders um, understanding and, and and really embracing your core values, uh, there's just no reason for your teammates to. And and you know some of them will automatically just because they're great people already. They have the moral compass already. But you know you're you're not going to inspire 
you know, people that are kind of on the edge to, to live within those core values as much as they would otherwise. And, and, and I, I know that, you know, your leadership, Nick, is it, it, you know, you exude the core values and the culture in this business. And I, and I, and I know your leaders you know, today do as well. So you've done a great job building this foundation. And, and now the duplication of this foundation is going to be, it's going to be, uh, uh, it's a given really. Well, well, Gary, I mean, you, you came up with the, the storyline that you were able to remember the core values so easy, right? And I'll never forget being in a meeting, you know, six, seven years ago, and you being able to rattle off the core values like there was nobody's business because you, you kind of created a, an actual visual map walking through the Schaumburg headquarters, right? You know, stopping and accounting, you know, going to RP, yeah. and you had tied each one of those uh, key components to the business to a core value. Well, I, I think so, that, and that's a good point, Nick. I didn't to do a very good job that early on. And I, when I realized I did, I had to, right. Cause I, I realized we had to have, as we grew and scaled, we have to, you know, maintain a, a, a great culture. And, and so I had to memorize it. So the best way to do that was think, you did. Yeah. Think, well, I'm, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. So it takes me a story sometimes to memorize things. And so I came up with that story to go from, you know, from, from one core value to the next, and, and, and basically describe why that core value was so important when I looked at, at, at the person in my office that, that, that was within the story. And I think that's important, right? If you have a core values, set of core values, a story sells those core values, just like it does our business and, and, and our, uh, you know, why, why our, our why, right? If you don't have a why of why you're doing what you do, you know, people just aren't going to buy into it. Your customers, your, your, your teammates, your vendors, right? And it, just like your core values, if you don't have a story to go along with it, why is it so important? I think it's important. So, so you're you're you do a great job of that. You know, living it and 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 having the story of why it's so important. Well, I, I tell you, it's it's been an awesome ride. I mean, coming back from from you know going to junior college and you know building a house, building this company, uh, it's just been such a blessing to watch it. You know, turn into something that was a twenty thousand dollar a year side job working at nights, having a 91 Ford Explorer parked outside of a, of a dark subdivision, uh, you know, throwing a homemade camera down a sewer pipe and having the, I remember one time I, I had Chrissy with me, right? And, and this was, this was about as, as, as tough as it gets here, you know? So I was like, honey, I really need some help on this job, you know? So we, we hop in the 91 Explorer and we've got, you know, some of the, some of the cameras in the back and they're smelling pretty bad, you know, they've been in the business. And uh, so we get out and we're maybe two hours from home on this job and it's, it's pitch black, maybe 10 o'clock at night, you know, and uh, four kids, it's hard to, hard to imagine. But um, so there we are, we're, 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 I'm pushing this, this sewer line and, you know, she's on the laptop recording the video, you know, and all of a sudden the police show up and I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. You know, we're here, here's our clients, here's what we're doing, you know, no problem. And he pulled her aside and I'll never forget, I'm listening. And he says, are you sure you want to, you want to be doing this with this guy? You know, you, you know, this is time to probably cut ties and run, you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, geez, Louise, you know, but, uh, no. but thank goodness she didn't. I, I think he was hitting on her. Chrissy's a good looking girl. I think he was just hitting yeah. on her, but you, you, uh, naively yeah, just thought he was, was, he was just trying yeah, to dri drive her away from the sewer rat. Yeah. That's what you, you thought know, he was doing. Blind, but even a blind squirrel gets a nut once in a while, you know. So I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> hey, how important is that in this in this uh, in the in this uh, path of entrepreneurship? Is that is that great partner? I mean, 
I always yeah. talk, you know, I talk as you do, you and I both talk about, you know, how, how important, you know, a lot of these, these things are passion, grit and, and differentiation. But, you know, I, I, I look at the unfair advantage of having a great mm. partner, you know, having a mm. great partner at home to where you're late, you're late very often. You, you don't make this event or that event. And, and you got an amazing partner that, that gets it, understands yeah. it. Hey, you're out there trying to do the right thing to, to, to help raise this family. And, 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 you know, not that every conversation yeah. is, is rosy, but you know what, when you have a yeah. great partner and you know that, that she, that she's behind you, it, it's a huge, huge, uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, yeah. advantage and unfair advantage in, in many, in many cases. It, it, it is Gary. And, and just like with, with, with you and me, we've been blessed with that, that partner that's just, you know, puts up with more than they should. Right. At least in my case, you know, but, um, but you know, you learn, you learn to balance it out in the end, uh, you know, but, but the key too is the same thing with, with our teammates in the field, right? You know, we, we love yeah. having those events where their families come to come to dinner and let the wives talk and, and it's and it's our chance as leaders to say, hey, thank you, thank you for Absolutely. letting those 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 great husbands or wives of yours go out of town and 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 work with us. You know, we appreciate that, and we know that 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 takes something special on your end. So, I mean, it, it's an all-in endeavor. And, absolutely, uh, absolutely. So you're right. Hey, quick, hey, quickly. Uh, the most important thing is is uh, you know to, to me, my faith and faith in my family. Um, all this business stuff and entrepreneur stuff comes after all that, which I'm passionate about all of them, right? But tell us, tell us basically, uh, you know, what what's going on there in the in the Matthew household with these little rugrats running around now. You got sure. four of them now. Uh, it took you four yeah. times before you could have the the, the little Nick. But uh, tell yeah. us about that quick. Well, I'll be honest with you. There's nothing planned now, but but it, it's not saying it's going to stop at four, right? So the missus still winks at me, and you just never know. <laughs> but uh, I, I put a TV in the bedroom. I thought maybe we'd kind of find something else to do, but you know, I mean, they've, they've been a, they've been a total blessing. I mean, I tell you, you know, I couldn't imagine not having these four kids um, from, from, you know, my nine-year-old Hannah that, that runs barrels on a, on a horse that, you know, 10 times what she weighs. Right. And controls wow. that horse and really gets to understand it uh, to my son who, you know, is way too small for his price to go, but he doesn't sit on the seat and chokes up on the bar and, you know, tries to find a way to ride it, you know, <laughs> um, you know, to, to my other daughter, Avery, that's as artistic as a day is long. And, um, and just, just something really beautiful to, to Tegan, my, my youngest daughter that has got these two braids that'll just melt anybody's heart. You know, it's hard <laughs> to say no to. Um, so I'm telling you, it changes everything. Um, being blessed to be on a ranch here in Texas and look out at a llama or a uh, or a donkey, um, or talk with farriers on, on different things. I mean, it's just a whole different type of life, and, and you can bring so many experiences from the ranch to your day to day operations. Um, you know, it, it's extremely humbling. You know, I'm a, I'm a big uh, fan now of, uh, of ranch life and, and what it can do for you. The, the kind of speed it puts into your soul. It allows you to slow down and, and, and feel things that you never could have felt before. So a mid midwestern um, boy a few years ago that didn't know how to wear a cowboy hat. Now is uh, yeah yeah. Now is we living the ranch right or wrong and and, you know? uh, and uh, hunting for uh, three hundred pound uh, uh, hogs. I hear right. This is yeah, weekend. Yep, this weekend yep. he was just telling me. Yeah, that son of a gun had to go right. I'm sure he was tearing up some farmer's field, and I'm glad to help out and uh, 
you know, it's just, it, it's a, it's a neat way to live and it's a great way to, to raise your kids, but no matter where you're at in the country, you know, there's a lot of great things about this country and, um, you know, golly, if you look at what's going on around the world, man, we're all pretty blessed to be landed here. Well, you so. know, Nick, and that's, and then let's, fin- I'd like to finish with that. You know what, what, in your opinion, right, this, this business that you've built in America could you you could have probably done that in, in anywhere, right? I mean, you could have done it in heck. Uh, Russia would be, be a great place to do this in China. You know, maybe even yeah. maybe even the EU, right? I mean, could have done this anywhere, well, right? Well, yeah, I guess you got to look at the fact that uh, you know some some governments believe it's not you that builds the business; it's them that builds it, right? So, um, but but no, I mean, America is obviously the, the the biggest petri dish, the biggest sponge you could you could land on in order to do what you've got to do. I mean, think about it. You can go to junior college for free. You can go to four-year college for free, right? If you can't do it for free, you sure as heck get a loan for it. So, and I'm not saying college is the only way to get things done. Um, you know, if you don't go to college, you know, look at your and my paths were different in the beginning, right? You know, I went to college, you didn't, right? So, so you know, your beginning path, whether it's educational or whether it's grit and get it done, the bottom line is you're learning path. You're learning how to seek out, you know, other great people, other great information. And, and here in America, man, the opportunity to do that, you can't, you can't blame that on anybody else if you don't succeed. I mean, it, it's an amazing, amazing country that allows you to do things that you, you just don't have that ability with socialism or wherever else. Um, you, you don't have the thumb of government uh, down on you. Um, and if you're paying taxes here, maybe you're paying too many, but, but that golden goose is a, is a blessing. If you're, if you're paying for that golden goose, you know, you might be able to trim down that goose is, is, uh, as I heard it say before, the goose might be a little fat, but man, it's laying the golden eggs. So if you got to pay for it, America's the best place. Yeah. And, and, and maybe, you know, maybe we, we all like to see that goose not to be so fat, right? But, but either way, we do have the, we have the free enterprise system, the American free enterprise system that allows us to do things here. In my opinion, that you just can't do anywhere else. Um, no, no system has created more, more opportunity than the system we live in. And we're blessed for that, right? There's nothing like the dignity of a job and, and the dignity of building something, right? Uh, you know, great family, a great job, great business, right? All these things. Uh, I, I believe are more accessible in America than anywhere else. So, so I think I know we align on that, Nick. And uh, again, the, yep. you know, Pipeview, another another great business, Pipeview America, another great uh, story, American success story. I agree. So, Nick, uh, I tell you what, bud, you're awesome. Uh, every time I talk to you, I'm, I'm I'm pumped up for the rest of the day, and I <laughs> and I and I always appreciate you as my buddy and uh, and, and my partner and the, and the CEO of a great company that's going to grow. Uh, is is as far as you and our and our and our leaders of that company want it to grow. So thanks for everything, buddy. And uh, Chris, any, any other anything else from you, buddy? That was awesome. Uh, I want to see the hog. Yeah. All right. I, I sent Gary some thermal images. Right. I was. I was uh, my teammate had a thermal scope, so you should be able to see that. You can see the shot. Uh, you can see me dragging that three hundred pounder with another guy dragging that thing through the woods. Uh, just. Hey, just an amazing animal. Forget about all that, Nick. I want some hog jerky. I'm a jerky guy, uh, right, so better. ship me some hog jerky, buddy. All right, 10-4. Well, I'm looking forward to getting to the ranch. We'll, we'll put something on the smoker for, for eight hours, and uh, we'll break some bread together. Awesome. Hey, buddy, great, great talking to you always, and uh, have an awesome day, okay? All right. God bless. God bless you, buddy. Right. Now, with Quentin's true takeaways.
one of the things that I definitely liked uh, that Nick talked about was really how to inspire your team to train others without having fear at all. Um, obviously, the core values are huge for any business. The fact that he has six core values that speak on um, just specific parts of his business is amazing. Um, another true takeaway that I got was really the necessity of operating procedures. The fact that you need to have things in place in order to really grow an amazing culture. And obviously, he's you know he he's uh, he talked about that through his whole podcast. Uh, one thing I really really loved was really how to not only build but maintain a world class team. I think that is awesome. You know. And then, of course, he spoke on, you know, not only the aspect of having uh, a great partnership with him and Gary, how he started, but more importantly, you know, how important it is to have a great partner to your success. And more importantly, he's talking about his wife um, from that perspective. And as we always say, it's true that you can definitely have success, um, you know, in, in other places, but the best place to have it is in America. He talked about the hog. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I want some of that hog. I want to go on that ranch that he has. And, uh, Nick, I'm looking forward to definitely getting that invite and having a good time down there with you. So, um, yep, that's what I got for today at Quentin's True Takeaways. And we'll see you next time on Ditch Digger CEO. If you enjoy this show, please share with anyone else you think will find value here. And please go to our website, ditchdiggerceo.com, for show notes, links, video clips, and more nuggets of entrepreneurial wisdom. Don't forget to follow me on social media at ditchdiggerceo and at Gary Rabine. If you listen to our show and want to become more successful, you will become more successful. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Entrepreneurship, scaling business plans. Then I became the CEO man. We're blessed to build a business in America where soldiers fight for our freedom every day. Dad's work ethic was taught from the seat of a gravel truck. Entrepreneurship, scaling business plans, then I became the CEO man.